This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Burke. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. We're going to be talking about not giving up today. We're going to be talking about the courage to continue, especially if God tells you to do something and it seems like you hit a roadblock. We're going to show you what it means to continue and how to press through. Because, Al, I think a lot of people, they get discouraged when things, they think they're pretty sure, they're 100% sure it's God telling them what to do, but then they kind of hit some roadblocks. It all falls apart. And and they don't understand why, but we have an enemy. And so that, you know, he's going to stop us. He creates opposition to what you're trying to do. If you think you're trying to do, you're sure it's God and you're trying to do this, it's like, why is everything going bad? Right. It's not God stopping you. The devil's trying to stop you. That's right. And he will if he can. Yeah. So today we're going to, we got a Bible story that's great. Courage to continue. So if God gives you something to do and it gets hard, don't give up. Now, the definition of courage, and you know, you might think that you know what it is, bravery, the power or quality of dealing with or facing danger, fear, or pain. It's the confidence to act in accordance with one's belief. So my definition of courage is to do it afraid. That's my definition. Yeah, and that's good. Because, just keep doing it. Just I mean, keep it's doing better it. not to be afraid, but if there's fear involved, just press through and do it anyway, if it's what God's telling you to do. You know, it's, it's, we were talking about this the other day. A lot of people just give up. The persecution gets so heavy. They just say, you know, either they believe it's not God and they missed it, yeah. or they just can't take the war that they've gotten into. Well, you know, it's really important you said that because it's really, we really need to make sure that it is God, that this is what he has told us to do. Right. And that if it's not, he will show us and he'll have our backs. Yeah, there's an inner knowing. Yes. You know when you're fighting yes. God, or you know when you're fighting the evil one. You really yes. do know, especially if you ask. Say, yes. Lord, show me. That's right. So today we're going to show you the difference between giving up and pressing through. So we're going to go to Acts chapter 13. This is a great uh, message, a great story. Uh, Verse 13 and 14. The background is Saul and Barnabas and Mark were traveling, preaching the word of God. Okay. And uh, they were all together. They got to a certain part and then John left them and went back to Jerusalem. So, uh, And they went to Antioch, I guess. So John left them and he went back home. Now we're going to forward to Acts 15, 36. And this is the Passion Translation. Uh, They're still preaching now, Al, but they're preaching without Mark. Okay, so now we have Paul and Barnabas. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let's travel to the regions where we preach the word of God and see how the believers are getting along. So they wanted to go back and see how they were doing. Barnabas wanted to take Mark. Okay, along with them. He wanted to get Mark and bring him. But Paul disagreed. He didn't think it was proper to take the one who had deserted them in South Central Turkey, leaving them to do their missionary work without him. Okay, it became a heated argument between uh, Barnabas and Paul, a disagreement so sharp that they parted from each other. Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas as his partner. So you're going to pick up from there. So we don't really, we don't know why Mark left 
and That's went right. back. My guess is it was it was probably getting too hard and too too much too much uh, opposition. It was just you know it was travel in tra- travel today is hard. Travel in those days was brutal to travel. You know, you just didn't pull into the hotel and, you know, and what's this? See, Paul, this is my opinion. Paul had a real revelation from God of what he needed to do. These other guys like Barnabas and Mark, yeah, they had revelation, but not in that level that he had. So they were helping. I get it. and And they were, they were on board with it. But they didn't have that level of understanding what God wanted to do. And so it went finally when the persecution gets heavy enough, they backed out. But Paul knew he had to keep going. Wow. He had more revelation. It's it's obvious he had so much revelation yeah. from God. He talks yeah. about that. Yeah. And and he uh, <clears throat> And the persecution got so rough, even Paul said at one point, Lord, take this away from me, the thorn in the flesh, you know? And that's persecution, the thorn in the flesh. So even Paul, eventually, and as the years go by, you get older, it gets a little harder to do this, to fight. Yeah. And um, I, I, I personally, I think Paul might have gotten angry. Maybe he jumped the gun on this and on Mark. Maybe should have been a little more. You know, of course, we, I I think, well, we'll get to that. Uh, I think it was just too hard for him, like you said, and Paul probably wouldn't have been mad, I think, if Mark had a good reason. But that's why I'm thinking so maybe the, it was just, the, I'm just done with this. So this the reason is too was hard. not, it was too hard. Yeah. Right. And and Paul, like if somebody was dying in his family and he got word and he had to go back, Paul would understand that. But because Paul was so angry. And it doesn't say why. He no, but I'm assuming because he was so angry, there was a reason why Paul was angry. Yeah, you know, I think Paul, like everybody, if you if you start reading what Paul wrote, as you get further on, he starts out, man, this is the way I'm boasting about myself. And then when you get to the end of the gospel, the, the, the New Testament, all of a sudden he's, well, I'm not so boastful anymore. In other words, as he grew in the Lord, he became a little better with forgiveness. And I don't think... Paul, I think Paul was too hard on on Mark. Maybe, yeah. You know, like, and we saw that chance. with we saw that with Peter and Barnabas, uh, Peter and Ananias and Sapphira. Mm-hmm. He came yes, down he on was. them so hard, but later on he wasn't so hard. Right. And th- there's a growing in yeah. this whole thing, and maybe you know Paul probably had some kind of a like, yay, we got the team, and then they leave. Yeah, you know, yeah, what I mean? like he was so happy. Well. You know, if Mark committed to them, he should have pressed through. We don't know. And stayed. We but just know I, he came and helped. Yeah. We yeah. don't know that he said, I'm committed, whatever. Yeah. Look. But, but, but you know, I'll tell you what. Your word's important. And if you Always. say, I'm going to come with you, and I'm going to help you with this ministry, and things get hard or tough, and put it in today's thing, even from your boss, if you're working for a man who's hard, or a woman who's hard and tough, you stick that out and go through it anyway. You just don't quit your job, you know? And I'm not being hard on Mark because, you know, I I understand what you're saying about not having the revelation and everything, but we could put it in today's today's thing that if things get tough in any job, you know, what are you doing leaving and going to find another one that that strokes you, that makes you feel better? I mean, you're developing character. You're developing strength. You're working your faith. I mean, this is... This is good training. I mean, when you had the muffler shop, God 
you know, God he had you in training. Me. He trained, you know, you'll spend years training. You will spend years training. And what I mean by training is, yes, you'll be reading and studying the scriptures, but you'll get out into situations where you'll be offended. You'll be ripped off, lied to. I always say kicked in the head and everything else. And are you going to keep going in the Lord? Yeah. Or are you going to just say, I'm, and a lot of people have quit ministry because of that. It just got so hard, they couldn't keep going, and they just quit. And here's another thing, Al, I want to say about going into something that God tells you to do. If he tells you you're going to do something or to do something, he might not mean the next day. That's a big right? What about David being king? How long did he have to wait? I mean, years. right. I'm saying, but people jump in too soon. Wait. Mark may have jumped in too soon. Yeah. You know, and then when things got crazy, it's like, this is the wrong time, Mark. He didn't realize he didn't have that maturity yet to take on that kind that of persecution. That could have happened, too. He needed a little more training back when it wasn't so hard to be trained. You know what I mean? And when, when the Lord told Al and I years ago, in, in a very odd way, he said to Al, I want you to write a book, and we'll show you the book in a minute. And he said, I want you to put it in writing. He said, uh, because when you go on TV, and that was the first time... He ever heard that? I ever heard that. We didn't know any of this. And uh, we didn't we didn't write the book, get it published, and then the very next day go out and go on TV. We didn't do that at all. We, we, we wrote the book, and we waited. And how long did we have Years. the book? In fact, know. let me show you the book right now. It's called Walking by Faith into Prosperity. This is Al's book, and he talks about uh, how God wants you prosperous, but at the same time, the blockages that we come against, up against, uh, when we don't see the harvest coming in, why is that? You know, why isn't my harvest coming in? Why am I not seeing a hundredfold return? So it's called Walking by Faith into Prosperity. And when we finished this book, Al, we, we ordered 500, kept it in the closet. We ordered 500 more, kept it in the closet, and didn't do a thing with it, except some people ordered it through the website, but uh, this was what it was for, because when we go on TV, we could offer this to you. So I suggest you go to VictoryLifeMinistries.org and get your copy of Al's book, Walking by Faith into Prosperity. Oh. It's awesome. It's perfect time to do that. But go ahead, Al. All right. So, you know, Paul was maybe in unforgiveness, or, or maybe he was just look, being careful, saying, oh, we, don't, we can't trust that Mark's going to stick with us if it gets too tough. You know yeah, I mean? we don't want to go through this again. Yeah. Right. We don't want to lose them again. We need people that we know are going to stick with us. And, right. you know, there's a lot of people in ministry that have had people come alongside and help them only to find out they weren't there to help. They were destroying what they could destroy and they didn't really realize it. And, you know, I, in my early days, I did a lot of things that was very contrary to good people doing a good, but I didn't know better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Paul may have been cautious and he might have said, yeah, I don't know if right. I want him back. Right, right. I don't, uh, that's right. But, but what we do know here is Barnabas, Barnabas did want to give him a second chance. Yeah, for he sure. He really did. And I'm going to show you the type of person Barnabas was in Acts 11, 24. Barnabas encouraged the believers to remain faithful and cling to the Lord with passionate hearts. Barnabas was a good man, full of the spirit of holiness, and he exuded the life of faith. Because of his ministry, even more crowds of people were brought to the Lord. What ministry? The ministry of encouragement. He was encouraging people, and that's like a draw. That's a positive thing. You want to be around people like that. So Everybody. Barnabas, he was even known as the encourager. 
and people liked being around him. He was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit, and he lived a life of faith. Those are the three things, upright man, spirit-filled, and lived a life of faith. And because of these qualities, he was able to encourage, and they received it. So he had an anointing on his life because of the faith, and people were drawn to him because of that encouragement, and he probably forgave easily because he was an encourager. Like, in other words, if somebody came and said to him, look, I I messed up, I did that, he wouldn't judge him. He wouldn't say, well, you need to do penance, or, or you better be careful next time, or even I told you so. He encouraged them that they don't have to stay there, that they could move on. We should do that with other people. Al, rather than judging them for what they do, we should say, look, just forget it. Let's move on. What does Jesus do with us? He takes us. He's our cheerleader. He says, let's move on. I see forward. Really I'm not looking like back. Coach. Yeah. Right, right. Come and, on. you. And he's always moving us ahead to try to get us to fulfill. You know, um, there was a book written about you. Before you were born, your all your days were put in that book. So Jesus, being an encourager, is always trying to get you back to what's in that book. Right. right. That's the book. Right. All right, of your life. And so if you're over here and the book's here, you're over here. Jesus isn't against you. He wants to get you where you need to be or where you should right. be or where you belong. Right. And the way Jesus does is he coaches and encourages us to get back. I think Paul was hard. Yeah, he you might can have kind been. of read it by his life. He was just plain old hard. Yeah. And um But you know, he had to have that, Al. He had to have that. He had to have that kind of personality. But uh but it's true. You know how we say very, very, very smart people have a tendency to I don't want to say this, okay, because people might get offended, but at the same time, they depend more on their smarts and their reasoning because they've been successful in life rather than Rather Depending than on God or yeah, the spirit of and God listening to, to God, yeah. and and I think uh, there's a balance that a lot of many people don't get to. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of either operate one. But this man Barnabas, he had compassion, and he always gave people a second chance. But Paul uh, and Barnabas had that big fight, and so Barnabas took took uh, Mark, Mark, and Paul took silence. <laughs> but what about giving up? Talk to us so, about that. So you know, some, uh, sometimes God gives us things to do, and we come up. I've been in my own life. You come up against a war. It's like the devil is throwing everything at you. You got a battle on your hands yeah. to maintain. And remember, Jesus told his disciples, let's go to the other side. Remember that one oh, when, they, when they got in the boat and they hit a storm? But here's what's interesting. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. He didn't say, as long as we don't get a storm. That's right. We do that today. If we're going to go out on the boat for the weekend or for, for, we look at the weather. Right. And if there's a storm, we don't go out. Right. Especially oh. in Florida. Yeah. And it's a pleasure. It's not a, it's, but my whole point is Jesus didn't say, all right, let's go. Oh, it's kind of bad weather. Look at those clouds. We're not going to go. So when Jesus gives us something to do and God gives us a purpose, um, <clears throat> there's, if there's a storm and there is a storm coming, frankly. When the storm comes, you just got to keep going. You're in the boat now, and you're in the storm. Jesus didn't say, if there's a storm, we're not going. Right. And he knew there was going to be a storm. Of course he knew. But he calmed the storm. Jesus got up and spoke to the storm. And um, this is... But Al, the thing that people miss about that is he told them what was going to happen in the end. I'll meet you. You go to the other side. In other words, they were going to make it. 
So we, as Christians, we have the word of God. You will make it if you don't give up. Right. And if we depend on the word of God and the promises in the word of God, we won't be afraid when we're sick because we know the ending. We know we're going to get we well. It is, it's with everything in our life, prosperity, anything in our life. So this is, so Jesus was saying, look, go to the other side. As long as you stay in the boat right. and keep fighting right. and don't turn right. around and go back, right. you will get there. You will get there. Whatever God has for you, whatever God's spoken to you, you will get there in your life. You, you will be there. But there may be a storm or two or many storms along the way. We have a book bundle package just for you. The first book is God's Not Mad at You. And Al, you're really, really you know, strong on this one, aren't when you? When you get a revelation that God's not mad at you, in fact, he thinks you're the greatest, he's well pleased with you at all times, it frees you to be what God has called you to be in this life. And you can be a servant of the Most High God and be a blessing to others all around you. This is an important book and it's part of this great bundle. Absolutely. The second one we have is No More Regret, No More Fear. God told me a long time ago that my children live in the regrets of the past and the what ifs of the future. You know what? And in light of how much God loves me, there's no time to have regret. That's right. God Al. is just, That's he's right. just moving on. That's it's exactly awesome. right. We shouldn't look back and we shouldn't fear the future. I'm not looking back. I'm just looking ahead for the good things that God has for me. That's right. And the last one is get rid of that anxiety with God right by your side. You do not have to fight anxiety by yourself, right? No, this is a great book and there's a lot of great information in here. It, it's just freeing. And you'll just walk in peace. Yeah, and you'll this. learn and you'll learn to be free from it rather than just coping with anxiety. Right. There's no coping with God. You're free. And that's the way He made us through Jesus. Yes. And these go hand in hand. So please go to VictoryLifeMinistries.org and get your bundle today. Uh, you know, it's not always going to be easy and, just because it's God's will. Yeah, and one thing about that scripture, which I, I I don't have in front of me to read it word for word, but when Jesus said to them, ye, when he was in the boat, and they were they, they had that, so he was asleep. I know. And they accused him of not caring for them, which was terrible. And he got up and he said, oh, you of little faith. And, you know, and he calmed the storm. People think, oh, see, God does it all for us, but he doesn't. He was trying to show them, look, you needed to stand up and fight against this storm. You needed to say, peace, be still to the storm. And I'm going to show you how to do it. And that was the whole purpose why Jesus came and, and put aside his kingly attributes and just operated as the son of man, like you and me, because he was showing the disciples, look, I'm handing the baton over to you. I can do this. You can do this. I can do it as a man. You can do it as a man. Absolutely. You can do this as a man. And they were saying like, oh, what is this? The wind and the wave and everything obey him. Right. And he said, you don't understand. It'll obey you. When you are trying to do God's will with your life, whatever that might be, believe me, the wind and the wave is coming. And right. if you stay the course, you will win. But it can get pretty difficult at times. And you need to speak to the persecution you need to speak to the mountain. You need to speak to what's going on in your life and command it to leave. And don't expect it to leave instantaneously. Right. And really, the devil right. just comes up with something new. And he's always pursuing. Joyce Meyer said, new level, new devil. That's right. Every time you move up in God, there's more opposition. You can't help it. That's true. And, 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 and the whole thing is, you know, the devil doesn't want you to fulfill the plan. Right. You know, you know, look. We had our producer, Josh, fly into Florida to do these shows, right? He told us something that was interesting. He said, every time I come, 
he said like a week before or whatever, he's got all these battles that come up in front of him that that he has to push aside to get here. Trying you know? to stop him from leaving, coming. Absolutely. And it happens almost every time, every he said, time. which we didn't even realize. So the devil will put roadblocks in front of you to mess you up and to try to stop you from fulfilling the plan God has for you. And it was... The plan God had for us was to film these shows today, and he tried to stop the producer once again from coming. You know, God doesn't send the storm. In other words, God right. doesn't say, I want you to do this and then give you back pain. Right. He's not, people say, oh, God is doing this, you know, and, and it's a journey and I got to fight. No, no, no. You got to fight the devil. Yeah, yeah you got to fight, but you got to fight the devil. You don't understand. And a lot of people think God did it to them. Right. And he didn't. He told you right. what to do when he's on your side. He's not going to fight you. Absolutely. The devil will fight you. So just know where those roadblocks are coming from. Now, God, God didn't, like you said, God didn't make things hard for Mark. No. Why would he send Mark out there to make things hard for him? Now, he was, what, what a terrible way to look at God. God's trying to make it easy. But when you start invading the devil's kingdom and, and you start invading into the devil's people, the devil gets mad and fights back. Now he's limited in how much he can fight back. Right. But there is some afforded unto him some ability to fight back, you know, for whatever right. reason. We don't know. But I know it's God. And you know, one of the good things is I always say to myself, I must be doing something right if the devil's fighting me this hard. That's good, Al. That's you know right. what I mean? I mean, I don't even know what I'm doing that's so good, but I got to be doing something good to get this level of opposition all my life since, or should I? Since wow. the day I got saved, it's been opposition, opposition. Paul said that, you know, when Paul showed up into town, he didn't check out the Marriott. He checked out the local prison because that's where he's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> and those prisons weren't like anything we can imagine. And did he ever give up? He never gave up. He just kept going and going and going. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, this lady that used to come to God's barn, we're sitting in God's barn right now. We had these meetings. Uh, she was telling us about, you always tell the story, I think, uh, about, uh, you know, years and years ago, she would be in her house and God put this anointing on her to heal people. And people would come into her front door and she would just pray for them. They would get miraculously healed. This was, what, what was she, 20-something, 30, whatever? And they there would be a line out the door in the neighborhood, and the word got out in the community, and they would be coming into her house night and day just to get healed. And she was having tremendous results. And the Lord just appointed her and anointed her for this. Yeah. And then one, one day a man walked in, and he was very mad that she was doing this. I don't know if he was a neighbor. I don't know if he got mad because people were parking Jeez, on his sorry. grass. I don't know if he just was offended. I don't know if he was sick and never got healed. I don't know what his problem was, but he went up to her and he threatened her. And he oh, yeah, he said, I'm going to kill you. Yep. He said, I'm going to kill you. Don't you ever do it. You close these doors to this house now and don't you ever. I don't know who he was, but boy, did it scare her. And what did she do? She never prayed for another person again in her life. Missed her total calling. Because she gave up. And as a result, fear. she got sick and she couldn't do things. And I told her, you need to get back sick. to what got very sick. And you need to get back to doing what God told you to do. And then you'll get your healing. Well, it didn't happen. But Well, well, one I, of our meetings, Al, I remember we gave her the, we said, you get up right now and you start praying for people. We gave her the opportunity to ignite, reignite that gift again. But it was, I guess, too little, too late or whatever. Too she late. didn't pull on it. But she was like a Smith Wigglesworth. Yeah. I mean, she just would boom, boom, boom. And I felt like saying, look, 
Where were you years ago when I was sick? I needed you. Right. People need you. What God has given you to do, people need you. And um, she just got scared and she loved the Lord. She was a good person. And I'm not putting her down because I don't do everything perfectly. But she missed it. She did oh, it for a while. Yeah. But when you, especially that level of anointing, wow, you're going to get an attack that it's yes, going to take you out. True. Now, me today, if someone came up to me and said, I'm going to kill you, I would have said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I'd have blown them out of here so Just fast. With the words. Yep. But I've been at this a long time and I know what to do and I know, and I know where that's coming from. You know, that's a good point because she was young. She was young. And you know what? Look at Mark. He, he was, was young. young. He just followed along with these people and saw the tremendous persecution, and he couldn't take it. And, and you know what else? Back in those days, in my early days, we didn't have very good teachers that would say things like that. No. They would say, well, God, I was obviously telling you not to do this, and, and, and it was horrible. They, not everybody, but a lot of that teaching back then, no wonder why everybody was a failure. <laughs> right. Yeah. So That's true. But today, the teachings, like with Andrew Womack and others, the teaching is so much better. And even here, you know, don't give up. Don't change. That's right. My success in Christianity is I don't give up and I don't change my mind. I just keep going and I just keep going because I am reward focused. If she had been focused on her reward for healing all these people and doing what God wanted her to do, she would have said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to fight you back or I'm going to keep doing this even if you do kill me yeah. because I'm focused on my reward at the end, not just trying to survive until we die. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's it's right. such a bad world and it's so hard. And, you know, just trying to, what's the word, just just make it until the rapture. Everybody's waiting for the rapture. Well, you and I know that uh, most of the body of Christ don't know about rewards. They don't, they don't think about rewards. They don't say, well, I'm going to go through this because I'm going to get a, a reward. But when you persevere in James chapter 1, it says you're going to receive the crown of life. And you're going to come out the other side in victory. And then you will receive the crown of life. Not, you know, I mean, it's just awesome. God gives you the victory and then gives you a crown for it. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.